0: women podcast your career and your life no matter what business you're
1: in. Hello and welcome to another episode of our We Power On Season of the Northern Power Women podcast. I'm your host Simone Roche and every week I'm joined by someone from our Northern Power Women community who is doing truly kick-ass work. Today my guest is none other than the wonderful Lindsay Garvey-Jones, the National Retail Manager at Holiday Extras with a 34-year career in the travel industry. Lindsay is sat on the board of directors for the Association of Women Travel Executives since 2014, ensuring that women in their industry and men and all genders are able to reach their full potential, build confidence and develop skills. She's a positive disruptor and influencer in the industry, having won awards for the TTD, is that the Travel Trade Gazette, I think I remember rightly, LGBTQIA plus Pride Champion and AWT Honorary Award. Keeping gender on the agenda and always seeking equality, diversity and inclusion in her industry. Lindsay, I know from personal experience, works tirelessly on multiple committees with individual businesses to establish that best practice and effective frameworks to push ahead with creative, positive and thriving culture co-founder of Travel Talks Menopause which supports the travel industry and the learning and understanding of menopause. It's symptoms and which businesses can do to protect and support those experiencing symptoms and creating effective workplace remedies uh, to our talented female workforce. Alongside this, oh my god, I'm literally going to have to have a lie down in a minute, Lindsay. <laughs> Alongside this, Lindsay's a qualified and certified NLP practitioner and life coach as well as being a self-confessed feminist and activist championing equality across business and industry while well, continue to empower male role models and create a positive allyship which we are massive, massively positive and supportive over here at Northern Power Women Towers. And rightly so this year Lindsay joined the Northern Power Women Power List and somehow has found the time to join me today. We said this at the start, didn't we? You know, how on earth when you read these bios back, you're like, you know, well, what do you do? You want something doing, give it to a busy woman. Welcome, welcome, Lindsay. And welcome, actually, now the chair of the Association of Women
0: Travel Executives, aren't you? Congratulations. Thank you so much. It's wonderful to have been asked to be on this prestigious podcast. It's um, it's quite an achievement, actually, I think, being a again- Of yours. So I'm really happy to be here and I'm very happy to have taken the chair of AWT as well because many changes are afoot. Everything needs to evolve, everything needs to be fit for purpose as we move it forward. But my word, reading that CV back. My little nine-year-old self from St. Helens all those years ago. Yeah, that's something to be proud of, hey.
1: Oh, oh, Northern Power Men. Northern Power Mans from St. Helens. He always talks about Cindy's nightclub, but pretend, potentially, again, that's... A... <laughs> Too many tales, not enough time. <laughs> <laughs> no, you are a self-described Lancashire lass and what some might call an expert in your sector of travel. What is it about the travel and your sector that has seen you
0: have a 34-year career? I mean, that's amazing, isn't it? If anyone can... I feel like Cliff Richard having um, a career that spanned so many decades. I think I will get to a, a 60th, 70th decade. You never know. But um, I've never been outside the industry. I've always stayed within travel and I've done different various roles but what I've loved more than anything of course is the people but there is a bit of a story as to why I not necessarily chose travel because I was obsessed when I was little you know being born and bred Lancashire during the 70s it was a very resourceful and industrial time for many people Um, But there was an expectation back then to kind of follow a bit bit of a blueprint formula, wasn't there? It was like, go to school, do well, go and get a job, get married, have kids, do the rest and then retire. You know, that was the blueprint in the 70s and that was considered successful. But, you know, the, the story is, is one day my friends were putting suitcases into the back of the car and I said, where are you going? And they said, Florida. And I went, oh! Where's Florida? (laughs) (laughs) Thinking (laughs) that it was this big thing. And then I went home and got my atlas out, got my map out and had a look at where Florida was and that's kind of where it all kicked off because later that afternoon I saw a plane in the sky and all I remember is the most beautiful clear crystal blue sky with these crispy contrails which still melts my heart now and I waved at the plane and thought oh it's them Um, and I collected brochures from all the travel agencies in town and I knew, I just knew that that is what I was going to do because I think what's kept me in the travel industry, I think, and some um, psychotherapists will probably love to have a look at me under a microscope because I am a people pleaser. I love to make dreams happen. I like to make sure that everyone's happy. I want to make sure that everybody's being given the best experience possible and to make memories. So I think, really, it's an industry that is hand in glove for me. You know, the people people and the customers. You're a magic maker aren't you and you know you talked about
1: that huge passion for looking up at the sky and you know waving at your friends and I'm sure the pilot I'm sure uh, I'm sure she waved back um, but um, you know the, the passion for this it also transcends through everything else that you do and all these other hats that you wear um, um, but where did this passion for equality where
0: did that stem from? Oh, So we might get a bit deep here so um, I think A lot of this does stem back from some of the dark side of the 80s. If you remember the backdrop of me, I I was born in 72. So by the time that I was uh, 9, 10, the backdrop was the AIDS pandemic. There was rioting. uh, There was racist attacks. There was strike action across the UK. And by 1982, sadly, I'd lost my mum to to bowel cancer. And then I had a very abusive and violent father. So the narrative in the house was very misogynistic. It was very, um, it was full of injustice and it was full of racism. And I was too young to fully understand what was being created inside of me. It was even a rage, you know, there was this rage inside here. And I know now that this was a feeling of unfairness. It was bias. It was injustice. And when I was little and all of this violence and abuse was going on, I told a trusted adult and that person didn't hear me, didn't believe me. And that was devastating and had such an impact on me, a very profound impact on my life uh, for years and years. And what it did create was that opportunity to have whatever platform I would have the grace of being given to make sure that I gave voice to those that felt that they couldn't, for those who were in fear, for those who have injustices against them, because my belief is that every decent human being on this planet deserves to have a full, equal, purposeful life without bias or prejudice. You know, I always wanted to disrupt the narrative, but very eloquently, so I was always curious and I would always ask questions as to why that person held those views. Is just to see what can be done positively uh, with hope, change and innovation. So a lot of it came from the dark side of the 80s and personal trauma. So yeah, it came from that. Wow. And
1: that is you, it's using that, that it, like you say, that dark side and then using that influence and power that you have for good. And, you know, we talk about taking action all the time. You clearly took action there to take something that could have, buried destroyed distracted you know for, for in a negative way you know and so what what is the what is it that our listeners could do today to be more active to take action to not turn the other cheek that that person did to you Lindsay and you know and I mean look at you you're an amazing amazing strong woman uh an amazing role model but how how can how can we all be more active allies and as I say not you know take that action and call things out Um, so do we make sure whether this is in terms you know so we'd be an active ally to marginalised groups and race gender socioeconomic background sexuality what what can our listeners do let's take action.
0: Such a golden question Simone because I get this asked so regularly what can I do to support because I think the will and the want is there but there's a fear behind wanting to because they don't know what to say how to say it and the fear of upsetting somebody but I always say you know what just be authentic ask questions be curious find out more about the history and the legacy of other groups you know invest the time to really understand and more importantly listen to what's being said and Get ready to feel uncomfortable. You know, having your beliefs and your values challenged. What people want more than anything, and I can speak from experience, is to have their voices amplified. It's to acknowledge that the conversation isn't about you, and that you must be prepared to stand, even when that feels scary at time. And also, you know, there are there are a lot of people, a lot of different groups that suffer with the effects of microaggressions, such as subtle or indis- um, indirect discrimination. And we must remember that, such as now, happy Pride Month, here we go in June, and that we mustn't do it just for a month. This is every day, every year, forever. You know, it's not just for the month, whether that's Pride Month, Black History Month, or if it's Menopause Awareness Month, or even Invisible Disabilities and Disability Awareness Weeks. This is 24 365 So my best advice is learn, be prepared, ask questions and just be authentic. I think
1: we always have a head start as being northerners is you know you call it curious I call us a bit inquisitive mischievous and nosy so it's embracing that it's embracing I think that you know like you say bring your whole self you'll be authentic and you know be be vulnerable as well about going, I'm not really sure how to talk to about this is it okay if I, I can find out more and I think you know one of the things you talked about was 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 menopause and this is one of the things that you've, you've done is you've co-founded Travel Talks Menopause to myth bust and educate around something that affects us all whether personally you know Northern Power Man talks about the menopause and and the impact on him and I'm like really um but actually he talks about it with a wanted to be an ally for it what can I do to help you know he spends countless hours on TikTok watching videos trying to help me I'm now aloe vered out and doing all kinds of things but but it is important isn't it you know the shocking one in 10 women quit their jobs because of menopause so tell me a bit about why you and your co-founder Julie decided to take the action do
0: you know what I've been talking about menopause for a few few years now I've sat on panels talking about equality and female quotas and I've always included menopause as a a big reason as to why there's always going to be disparity in gender pay and misreporting in gender pay gap reports due to the fact that women do leave their roles when they feel uh, underheard, under supported due to the symptoms of the menopause. Now many women Who do reach that menopause age? They're supporting parents, they've got children while they're trying to run a home. And, you know, women have fought so hard and so long to achieve those great leadership positions. And, you know, it is a bit of a gift to get there, or it has been at least, only to find that they struggle so much to cope with the menopause symptoms that they they have to make that tough decision to leave. So, you know what? Julie and I were at a dinner separately, um, the same dinner, and it was the meeting of two minds, Julie was going through the menopause and I wanted to take action, do something, make make it so that people had access to information and education. So having experiences shared to having guest speakers on HRT, giving advice on how to start something at work in people's own businesses or how to get legal advice, you know, because everybody that does go through the menopause has that unique and individual experience. And for people around them, that can be quite difficult to understand. So Travel Talks Menopause was born for all gender, all ages to empower everybody regardless of that and give these people a voice and allow the education and information to become available so that's why it exists
1: it's amazing and i think it's so powerful and it is very much a, a topic that has been you know really talked about you know and it just and takes some of those you know big names out there to talk about it but i know this community's been talking about this for a long time and i think it's this is about now organizations irrespective of size and communities really taking you know making adjustments and, and and going back to earlier, being curious, and you know we've just had, haven't we, Mental Health uh, Awareness Week, and you know we see lots of resources and support uh, being pointed to, and you know uh, you know uh, encouraging people to ask out for help and to to speak up, etc. And you talk about being heard. This can be easier said than done, and you know you do see it in businesses. But how can we really not just have it? have
0: it so it's really accessible? I don't think it's a surprise that a happy workforce is a productive workforce and employees that who feel that they occupy this safe space at work are free to be themselves it's critical to the success of a company I do think it's crucial to create a culture within a business that does reflect that and that is that's quite easily done because well-being is made up of so many different things such as sleep, parenting, nutrition, downtime, development, growth, object, objective setting, somebody's well-being might even be affected by somebody else that they care for or something outside of work something that that is obviously impacting them so it's you have to be mindful of the signs that somebody isn't coping. And there's some great tools to start that process if leaders are unsure. Um, At my business, we use a a thing called Culture Amp, which is a fantastic free resource tool that helps to gauge the narrative, the feelings, the feedback of all of your team players, your employees, and it's all done anonymously. So that can really help you to have a look at your business top down and find out, figure out where you need to make improvements. Because wellbeing at work determines your creativeness, your collaborativeness your ability to solve problems and work out strategies and more importantly help other people you know things um things that we do in my company we do free fruit mondays we do team barbecues we've got men's health um at work we've got women's health at work lgbtq open mic nights speed dating but not with outside dates it's speed dating with a different department that you don't probably know we've got cool off rooms we've got a library of self-support things you know taking ownership and having accountability of your own well-being too of absolute course that's paramount but you know suggesting forums having to get together to figure out where it is that you need to start is always a good place and i
1: think there's that really is that we talk about checking in on the checkers i think it's really important we can offer be you know as busy people we can be busy and then sometimes we forget about us what is that again what's that Bit of advice that can you give to people out there
0: who are the people who do all the checking? make sure they look after themselves, right? To stay in the the world of travel, you've got to fix your own oxygen mask before you help other people. You know, leading by example, we've just been chatting about how leaders have to walk the walk, you know, and and for things to not just be a great idea when employees don't see the engagement from their leaders. It's important that leaders are visible. They're seen to be engaged and supporting the same activities and initiatives. However, leaders also... They get absolutely burned out, switching off, self-care. Leaving loudly is something that I like to do. See you Monday, bye-bye. And that almost gives permission for other people to go, oh, that's okay, you know? the more engaged that they are in sharing experiences they're human too you know have a day with your team off site somewhere really get to know them either work on a project that's unrelated to work do some voluntary activity as well which is brilliant twofold you're helping whoever it is that you're volunteering with but also it gives back you get that hit of dopamine as well so switching off self-care and do some voluntary activities best
1: and as we talked about just before recording today you know I've just come back from Mallorca not been away for a while and I actually for the first time ever uh, since uh, in the last sort of sort in this business I actually while I was away it took me to get away and I was working while I was away but I actually put two days leave in the in, I put it on the calendar and I think there was something intentional whether you know about going right no I'm going to do that I'm going to carve that out for me and I just thought I've we've all got to role model that behaviour haven't we as well because you know like you say the oxygen mass thing is, is kind of really key so, so tell us tell us quickly about Unfunk Yourself I love the name that you set up
0: with your coaching business that you set up in March tell us about how we unfunk ourselves do you know what during the pandemic we were given the gift of time and I knew that this time would never happen again so I used it with purpose you know I can't sit still you know so I signed up for a qualification well two qualifications three in fact if you consider one of the um, protecting children and young people in a crisis or a pandemic as well so I replaced my working hours because I was on furlough with study hours. So I studied from nine till six every day. And it's something that I've always wanted to do. I think by experiencing childhood trauma and having so much therapy, because I went through CBT, Landmark Forum, loads of different therapy and immersing myself into self-support there was a time that I wanted to give that back. I want, you know, reflecting on everything that you've learned, you've come out of all of that. It has been a complete gift. Everything that's happened to me has been a complete gift because I wouldn't be where I was if it wasn't for what had happened. And that's how I choose to see it. But, you know, we don't fully understand the enormity of what's going to happen with the mental health crisis that's going to emerge from all of this. But I'm going to be ready. So unfunk yourself self was born because, you know, when your head gets stuck in a funk and you think I just I can't move on I can't shift it I'm your fifth emergency service because sometimes you get a bit stuck you need a bit of direction you need some clarity you need to set some goals and you don't know how that's me and I think sometimes you're a traffic control that's what you are a traffic control (laughs) I do think sometimes that what stops us is those really pesky, limiting beliefs that we sometimes carry throughout our lives. And and it's what's joyous is the clarity that that you get when you remove those. I've got eight clients. That's enough for me. <laughs> I do lots of face-to-face and Zoomies, but the, the feedback that I get is pretty amazing to see them progressing. So it's great.
1: <laughs> and, and dare I, dare I ask, what is
0: next for Lindsay Garvey jones <laughs> Do you know what? I guess it's important to carry on the good work that we're doing because for me, it's more about equipping the next generation so we can pass this baton back for when it's their turn hopefully it's going to be easier for them hopefully in 10 years time we won't be talking about the same things this means continuing the agenda on equality inclusiveness men's health menopause all of this is too important it's about evolving, innovating and moving things forward with about as much compassion and as much passion as possible to influence others in the process because as the great essayist Ralph Waldo Emerson said, nothing great was ever achieved without enthusiasm and that's what I've got lots of
1: <laughs> Do you know what, I think that is amazing and uh, actually we would love to get you on one of our power up mentoring events, we do our speed date events for those undergrads and those early careers, we would love you to come and unfunk one of those sessions. Oh, listen, Lindsay, so delighted that you were nominated and made the future at uh, the Power List this year. So congratulations. Really thrilling. Thank you so, so much. It's an absolute privilege. Oh, and thank you so much, Lindsay, for being here today. And thanks to all of you for tuning in. If you love our episodes, please let us know by rating, reviewing and subscribing wherever you get your podcasts. This helps us spread the stories of role models and reach more people. Don't forget, we also transcribe. We also have sound and you can read all about and hear about these amazing role models that we have each each week reach out on our socials at north power women on twitter or at northern power women on all our other social medias let us know what you think join us next monday when i'll be joined by another wonderful role model from the northern power women community my name is simone Roche, and you've been listening to a northern power women podcast a what goes on media production
0: Hello.